Hi, this is Dr. Rebecca May coming to you from Arcana Labs. And this is Road to Reno. Good morning. Today we have with us Dr. Sharma from Arcana Laboratories. Thanks so much for coming on this morning. It's a great pleasure, Rebecca. Thanks a lot for the invitation. So I just want to get started by um, asking you a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up? I grew up in India, which is a big country. So do you want to really dissect down to a yeah, town? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I want to hear where you grew up in India. Okay. My initial part of childhood was in Calcutta. So in India, each state is very different. Culture is different. Language is different. So when I grew up in Calcutta, the native language was, was Bengali. So I know Bengali also. So And after fifth grade, I moved to a different town called Ranchi. When I was growing up, not a lot of people knew about that town. And most of the people knew that town because of a big psychiatric center, <laughs> a mental asylum. <laughs> but fortunately, we had a big cricket player coming out of that town, uh, Dhoni. And now everyone knows about that town. So I grew up in that town, finished my schooling from that town, and went to medical school also in that town. Did they... Do you speak the same language there that you did in the town that you originally were born in? Uh, yes, I know Hindi. Hindi is spoken uh, as well as Bhojpuri. People speak Bihari as well as Bhojpuri. I understand that language. And in my home, I we speak Marwari. So I already knew that language, which is not native to that place, but I knew that language too. And after finishing my medical school, I moved to another capital city, Delhi, and I finished my pathology residency out there. So, so all over the place, yeah. So you went to med school in your hometown, basically. Yes, and that was very convenient. I used to get uh, home food. And <laughs> <laughs> so you lived at home? I lived at home. I practically never stayed in a hostel. I stayed only for like two or three days. That's it. Was um, medical school part of college or how does it work in India? In India, after your high school, you sit for competitive exams. And after that, you get to a professional college. So I went... Uh, to a medical school straight from high school. And then how long is that schooling there? Uh, medical school? Uh, five years of uh, training, and after that, one year of compulsory internship. So internship is a part of medical school. Like okay. in U.S., internship is a part of residency. Mm -hmm. In India, internship is part of medical school. Do you get to pick what you do, or is it... Um just all general practice. Like for residency? Oh, not for residency, but for that um, internship. You get to rotate in all the branches. So you oh, have an okay. internship of 12 months. So we rotate in all the branches like medicine, surgery, OBGYN. Um, so that gives us an exposure what kind of specialty you want to choose. Okay. So like, and that is very helpful because while in medical school, I always thought I want to become a surgeon. Oh. Yeah. And in internship, I realized I won't be a good surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> because I, it sounds very odd right now, but I am I am an introvert. I don't feel comfortable talking to people. Like I have to like get really prepared before I talk to people. But now it is a little different because now I'm more comfortable. But starting in the very beginning, I was a big introvert. So I wanted to be in a field where I don't have to talk a lot. Were you exposed to pathology during that year? No, I was not. So it's not that I was passionate about pathology. That's why I ended up choosing pathology. 
during internship and during my training, I realized, again, Ranchi was a very small town. That medical school was a, not a big medical school. I always wanted to go to a bigger place mm-hmm. where I wanted to be very good in the subject. And I was very open to any subject. I can mm-hmm. do anything, but it has to be the best institute in India. So what happens after medical school, you appear for your competitive exams and you get a rank. So depending on the rank, you can choose where you want to go. Mm -hmm. So I was very fortunate that I was able to clear a couple of exams and I was also able to clear AIMS. And during that period, the choices which I had, pathology was the most apt choice because of my personality. I don't like to talk to people. I want to just stay in (laughs) office, look at a microscope and be with my books. So I ended up choosing pathology. But I never had exposure to pathology except in medical school before that. Is it also APCP there or do you pick a a portion of pathology to do for your residency? Yeah, it is both APCP, but stress is different depending on which college you train. Mm -hmm. But at Ames, where I train, it was both AP and CP. And so you started your residency and, and... Where did you do your residency again? What city? It was a full, complete name of that place is All India Institute of Medical Sciences. And it is at New Delhi, capital of India. Okay. So that's a much bigger city, right? Yeah, capital area. So how was that moving to the capital? At that place, I stayed in a hostel. I didn't go out in the town. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, I love small towns. So that is one thing I want to stay in a small town. So Mm -hmm. actually, when I was growing up, it was a small town. When I joined medical school, close to that time, it became a capital population, ended up increasing. But by that time, I ended up switching to Delhi. I moved to Delhi. Delhi is a big town. To avoid that, I stayed always in a hostel. So my commute was hostel to hospital, hospital to hostel. How many people live there? Delhi? I don't know, but it will be in millions. (laughs) We can Google that. But I'm sure it will be millions. And uh, how long was your residency there? Uh, It was three years. And you did both AP and CP? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then after that, what what did you do? What were your plans? So during residency, I wanted to be at the best place, as I said. But while training at Ames, I realized there are a bunch of things I want to do. And still, there is a limitation uh, of what you can do. So I wanted to train further. And at Ames, I saw a bunch of my seniors going abroad, like US, UK. And that is where my dream of coming to US started. But I was not having like enough money at that time that I can prepare for all the exams and all that. But as I was growing into my residency, I realized I have to go out. Mm-hmm. So after completing my residency, I ended up doing a senior residency, which is like a um, fellowship in two branches, hematology and cytology. But during that period, uh, my decision of going abroad became very strong. So during my senior residency period, I ended up appearing for USMLE. And in that period itself, I made a transition to Manipal. Like I became an assistant professor over there. I left my residency at Ames and I worked in South for a year and prepared for USMLE. And I came to US after that. So um, did you take all your USMLE exams in India? Is that? Yeah. So step one, step two CK, you can take in India. Mm -hmm. For step two CS, I came to US. and took that step two CS in US as well as step three exam in US. And then did you grow up speaking English as well? Or was that yet another hurdle you had to cross? It was another hurdle because um, 
I was trained in an, um, in an English medium school, so everything was in English. But in uh -huh. my school, like, we didn't speak in English a lot. So English was something I realized I have to learn <clears throat> during my medical school. Because when you train in medical school, you have to attend lectures, give lectures. So there was a lot of talking which was involved in English. I got familiar more with English during my medical school. And then you, you so you were working, and then once you had passed all your step exams, how did you actually come to the U.S.? Did you apply for fellowship training, or what was your path? I applied for residency, and I matched for a residency, and I came to UMS. And you had to redo your whole residency. Yes, but I loved, again, each and every day of doing that. Because when you train, the people with whom you train is very important, and the entire process of relearning stuff, like because you already know the basics, and you are just improving on that, publishing. So it was a good opportunity. And you can focus on many things which you are not able to focus during your first residency, like honing on your skills, publishing, improving on other skills. I loved my residency. Like one of the things which I'm passionate about is automating grossing. That also came during my training part. What, uh, what do you mean automating grossing? What did you do during residency? Jeff? So during residency in 2008, like uh, I was sitting uh, at VA in the evening and I realized like, why can't we automate the grossing of small biopsy specimen? So because we are doing it manually, it's end of the day, someone needs to access it and we need to gross it. So at that time, I thought we need to automate that. And I went to our UMS website and I saw we have a patent office and I can apply for a patent and do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot forget that evening. I had to. So I ended up doing it, but it took me two years to go back and forth with the patent office because we wanted to define the idea to make sure it is good. We ended up filing it. By that time, I moved out of UMS for a fellowship, but I again came back to UMS. We ended up getting a patent on the grossing of small biopsy specimens. And after coming back to UMS, after training, I ended up collaborating with uh, University of Arkansas Fayetteville, their business school. And we ended up competing in business schools just for that concept. So yes, um, automating small biopsy specimens is a thing. And there is a company which is doing it right now. And really? that was started by me while oh my, my residency. Gosh. <laughs> That's so exciting. I think a lot of residents would want to thank you for that future. <laughs> so yeah, it will take a while, but I hope uh, in the next few years it comes to the market. Yeah. So did you do APCP training then? Yes. And then uh, what did you decide to do a fellowship in? Kidney pathology. And how did you decide on kidney pathology? I wanted to tra be trained at the best place. Mm -hmm. For kidney pathology, uh, back in India, I read a couple of books just to get introduced to kidney pathology. And I read Dr. Silva's books and Dr. Agari's, the Dagari's book. Mm -hmm. So when I came to U.S., I wanted to pursue that passion. But my main hesitation was that, that I'm not going to get a job. I was on a visa and I was my visa was time sensitive. So if I end up doing a fellowship requirement was that I have to have a job to stay mm -hmm. here. So I cannot do multiple fellowships. So I, I wanted to do only one fellowship and I wanted to have a job. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it at the best place. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of factors which I was juggling, but few things which helped me a lot. One, um, one thing which at a CAP conference, someone told me that no one hires a specialty. They hire a person. So be the person who gets hired. That helped me a lot because that took away my anxiety. Am I going to have a job or not? Mm -hmm. Because that 
told me that you can pursue your passion, what you love. So I loved kidney pathology. I wanted to know more about kidney pathology. So I ended up applying for a fellowship at Columbia and I got my fellowship at Columbia. So my life was set. Mm -hmm. So that is how uh, I ended up doing kidney pathology at Columbia. So you spent a year there. Yes. And what did you do after that? After doing my fellowship at Columbia, I came back to UMS as a faculty because I had that job during my residency itself. So I came back to UMS and worked as a faculty for two years before uh, joining Nephropath. Did you sign out only kidney or? At university, uh, no, I was signing out multiple things. Like I was doing uh, GU, breast, general sign out sometimes, frozen sections, autopsies. I was also doing informatics because UMS was one of the first places where we ended up implementing Beacon. So I was um, coordinating oh. that tone. So it was a lot of things I was doing and that my stay at UMS helped me realize that I love kidney. So you decided to come to Arcana mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and what drew you to Arcana? Because there are other places you could do purely mm-hmm. kidney, right? Yeah. I enjoy a um, um, very good discussion, a fast place, fast-paced place where you improve every day. I don't want to be at a static place where you go in the office like a pathologist, open your office, sign out cases. I don't want that. So like, <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I want a very high energy place. And mm-hmm. that is what I felt when I came to Arcana. People are very vibrant. Not only the physicians, each and everyone in the company is very vibrant, very energetic. The way they talk, they have one mission of kidney. That was very surprising for me. And that is something you have to feel because when I talk, it doesn't convey that energy when I talk. And that was true for each and every one. The day I came here, I wanted to be a part of it. And is there any particular part of kidney pathology that you feel drawn to the most? That's your favorite favorite kind of biopsy to get? I enjoy all parts of kidney. Like, but we specialize in left lower pole of kidney, right? <laughs> <laughs> That sounds crazy, but that is where we biopsy most of our kidneys. So how microspin? So that's your favorite part? Yeah, so my favorite part is an adequate biopsy. Yeah, so I enjoy all the disease pathologies, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, so moving to more your personal life, uh-huh. you um, have lived in a variety of different places, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up in India, you spent some time in Little Rock, some time in New York. What is it that you really like about living in Little Rock? The small city feel. By that, I mean commute is the most important thing. I don't want to be on the roads while commuting for 40, 45 minutes. So in Little Rock, commute part is 10 minutes. Was there anything that surprised you about Little Rock when you first moved here? Public transportation. There was no public transportation. That was very surprising for me because I never, because I thought I'm moving to U.S. Yeah. And when I came here, I realized there is no public transport system. And when I moved to U.S., I was not having driving license. So first couple of months were very difficult for me. So. And what's your favorite thing to do in the city? Uh, be home and read. <laughs> So when you ask me what is your favorite pastime, my favorite pastime, what I enjoy is to just sit on my deck, enjoy the sun, enjoy water, and read a book. So now this brings us to our rapid fire portion okay. of the interview. Um, and so I've been asking everyone the same questions. So how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Zero. I don't drink coffee. 
Good for you. <laughs> you can see you... so much of energy, Rebecca. If I drink coffee, what will happen? You have a lot of energy already, yeah. Do you drink tea or something else? Uh, tea, tea occasionally, like, yeah, not routine, yeah. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? Six. What's your favorite way to make eggs? Uh, boil them. <laughs> Life has to be simple. <laughs> like like hard-boiled eggs? Yeah. Or, oh, okay. <laughs> Not poached. Or <laughs> no, it takes time. <laughs> Right-handed or left-handed? Right. Favorite movie? Anything uh, I watch with my wife is my favorite movie. I love all the movies. We both are movie buffs. So as long as she's with me, I will enjoy any movie. Oh, that's so sweet. What's her favorite movie? Yeah, she enjoys a romance and comedy. That's an integral part of life, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Scale of 1 to 10, how good a driver are you? I recently hydroplane. So before that, oh, I was yeah. a 10. <laughs> Now you have less confidence in Nine. your number. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you were given the opportunity to fly into space, would you take it? It depends how risky is that. Because uh, being alone, uh, because there are a ton of people around me, like my family. Mm-hmm. So I have, if it is not life-threatening, I will do it. But if it's life-threatening, I cannot do it. Well, I mean, you never know, right? With, there's SpaceX and everything now. You wouldn't yeah. sign up now? I don't think so because yeah, be I don't enjoy in the adventure like that way. You know, like I'm not a thrill seeker, but mm-hmm. I do ad- uh, enjoy adventure. So if it becomes safe, I'll do it. But I want like um, it, it should not be life threatening. What chore do you hate doing? It's difficult. I enjoy everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to come over to my? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah I enjoy everything. Yeah, like. Yeah, putting out utensils, cleaning. Yeah, I enjoy it. (laughs) Morning person or night person? Morning person. Do you have any pets? Two dogs. Oh, what are their names? Um, The elder one is Amia, like a raw mango. And (laughs) younger one is Kesar. We named her just because of her color. Oh. Do you prefer your 20s or your 30s? Everything, both. Because each... (laughs) decade has its own charm so Mm -hmm. well uh, thank you so much for um coming for your uh for this podcast today uh i also heard that you're quite active on twitter do you want to share your twitter handle with everyone in case they'd like to follow you not quite active because i joined very recently like i will say two months back so i'm still learning Mm -hmm. and um my handle is Nefro Sharma, Nefro, N-E-P-H-R-O, and my last name, Nefro Sharma. Yeah, well, I know I follow you and I've seen some good stuff. <laughs> so thank you for that. And thank you for coming and talking with, with Thanks us Thanks a lot, Rebecca. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.